Hello, and welcome to The Potential State. My name is Dr. Asel Romanelli, and today's talk is going to be about looking for the good in goodbye. So Schopenhauer says, every parting gives a foretaste of death, gives a little bit of taste. So with every parting, we die a little bit. And I think that is a very interesting idea. We don't want to die. We want to live forever. And we want to have all our options open. We have FOMO. And what we create is all these structures like Facebook. So I never have to say goodbye to anyone. So I can stay in touch with every single person I've ever met. Internet. I take pictures of everything. It's all on my hard disk. I have a backup to my hard disk with an external hard drive. I back that up with the cloud so nothing is ever lost. I never say goodbye to every to anyone there. There's always he's, he or she's always one WhatsApp away, one email away, what Facebook away. The price we pay for that is if we live forever, then nothing really means anything, right? It's death. It's the fact that things end at a certain point that give meaning to what there is. If we'd live forever, there'd be no excitement, no joy, because I can always do this. This can always happen again. So basically death or the end of a session, if you're thinking about therapy session, right? It has a, it's an hour. So what makes it therapy and not just an endless conversation is that it's limited by something, right? Our kids growing up, we know that they're never going to be this age again. So that makes every moment precious or tiring or both. So in fact, we need that. We need those moments of closure when everything is open. So on one hand, I don't have to, I, it lowers my anxiety. I don't have to part of anything. I don't have to be sadness or mourning anything. But the price I'm paying is just a little bit bored. And I have all these open doors and open folders or whatever you want to call open drawers that have energies just leaking out. All these things, people, places, degrees that we've never finished, papers. I have this article I just handed in today, I submitted, and it's been sitting on top of my head like a cloud for months. I didn't say, I didn't finish it. I didn't say goodbye to that. In fact, I didn't say goodbye to the whole doctorate, which that last article is the last piece. Perhaps there was a part of me that didn't want to say goodbye. I didn't want to submit that last article because the second I would submit that article, I'd have to say goodbye to that chapter of my life as a student. I could resist a little bit being on the other side of the academy. Now, what's the next step? I was afraid of that little death, the death of the student in me or the academic student, if, we, if you will. So <clears throat> by never parting, we, we're drained. We're drained. And, and the other price we pay sometimes is that nothing is meaningful because we're not, we're not, we're not punctuating life with these little partings, with these little goodbyes. And, and I want to give a few examples of this. And the first example I have is of this envelope. So this is an envelope I got four years ago where somebody, this, my friend named Michal, emailed me uh, the check for a workshop she, went, she did with me about four or five years ago. And since then, I've been using it to put in um, other payments, other checks that I've gotten from other people. And today, when I was cashing in some checks, I realized that this envelope was torn and I was about to throw this into the garbage. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to actually send a what? I'm going to do a little video and send it to Michal and just say thank you for the envelope and thank you for all these, all the years that she's really believed in me. She came to study with me and then by that she also taught me, taught me everything I know in that sense, right? Because when the student arrives, the teacher is ready. So I actually chose to say goodbye to an envelope. 
could have just thrown it away and still smile. But actually, I wanted to make a ritual. I wanted to punctuate. I wanted to find a good and not goodbye. And when I did that, when I punctuated, when I celebrated that goodbye, that envelope, there was a moment of gratitude. I suddenly thought about Michal and all the workshops we did together. And I thought how that envelope had hundreds of checks over the past four or five years. And I was just feeling a lot of gratitude. Tony Robbins says that gratitude is the antidote for depression and stress. So you want to feel some gratitude? Start saying goodbye. Start parting from people and things. Another one, another example I have is um, when uh, I was, I had a friend for many, many years and we slowly drifted apart. And then there was kind of like this uh, quietness. We didn't really talk about it. You do the minimum birthday things, but there was something not closed. We didn't close that, that relationship. A few months back, I had the privilege of meeting her and we had a really honest talk and we celebrated what was and we celebrated what wasn't. And we really thanked each other for all those years. And at the end, I had this urge of saying, I'll see you on Facebook, we'll chat. And I just said goodbye. And as I saw her walking away, my heart was full of gratitude. And it still is, right? Saying goodbye to something doesn't mean that you don't care about them. It doesn't mean that it's a, it's a mistake you made. It actually means I'm, I'm punctuating, I'm celebrating something that was. And I'm also giving them a huge gift. Like that envelope when I sent that video to Michal, my friend, she came back to me and she said, thank you so much for that. I'm sure that made her feel very special and appreciated and seen. And I want to give a different example of, of, a, of a conscious uh, parting. When my dad turned 78 years ago and he had a big birthday party, I realized, what do I want to write to him? What's my blessing to him? And I decided I want to write his eulogy. Why wait till after you die to hear good things about you? And that sent me on a mission to, to write the eulogy I'm going to read over his grave. And I gave him a heads up halfway through and said, do you mind if I read this? And he said, sure. And as I was writing it, it was clear to me that I'm going to write what was and what wasn't. And I felt it was a very sober um, eulogy. And I read it in his birthday party, and it moved between laughing and crying. And he was there, and we ended up taking out the guitar and playing Danny Boy, which is one of his favorite songs, which I promised I would play on his, <laughs> on his deathbed, basically. On his deathbed, on his grave. And we all sang it together. And it was a big, uh, it was controversial in his community, because a lot of the people in that birthday party were his age. And they felt it was disrespectful that I was parting from him while he was still alive. But actually, I was celebrating it. I was celebrating the inevitable death of him, and I want to celebrate that. I want to punctuate that in time. So then I said, I'll do that to my mom. Obviously, that took another four years because it's more complicated with her. But when I finally did it, it was such a cathartic moment for me. And every time since, every time before she had a major operation, and unfortunately, she's had a few, I always came to the hospital and read her that eulogy. I wanted to have that good and that goodbye. I want to make sure that if something happens to her, she will know. We will close that. I remember seeing Stevie Wonder come on stage on Michael Jackson's um, memorial. And just before he sang a wonderful medley on the piano, he said, Michael, I've told you many times that I love you. and I'm at peace with that. And I remember seeing, I was thinking, yes, I want to be at peace. I want to be at peace when I pass or when the people around me pass. I want them to know what I thought. And that really stayed with me. That was one of the inspirations for writing the eulogy for 
both my dad and my mom. And, and kind of I want to give a different example from the clinic, from the professional life. When a couple says to me, or family says to me, it's that we want to finish. So we always take time to always also celebrate what was, but also give some time to what wasn't. What didn't we achieve here? What didn't happen? Because I feel giving a sober, eyes-opened farewell. So it does not only punctuate what was, fills you with gratitude, but it also marks what needs, still needs to happen, what still needs to be done, because it's never-ending. And I think if we, can, if we can hold that duality of celebrating what was and being excited toward what will be, or mourning what wasn't, then I think that is a vital, energizing experience. And the last example I have is in workshops. When I facilitate workshops, whether in therapy and communication and experiential education, whatever it is, I always take time at the end of the workshop to have people say goodbye to themselves, to this group, to me, to the content. And this closing ritual, I feel, is really important for them to separate, to distinguish between the workshop, between the potential state that we created, this play space, in the outside world. And that actually reminds me of the Jewish tradition of Havdalah, to, to distinguish the end of the Sabbath and the rest of the week. So why don't we just move on? So we're going to celebrate, we're going to take a little bit of the holiness of the peaceful of Sabbath and bring it into the rest of the week. So we're, we're actually um, punctuating that liminality, which usually creates anxiety, but actually if we're conscious of it, and if we're celebrating it and linger any, lingering in it, it becomes from a source of anxiety to a source of life and vitality. And I want to give you guys a few tips on how to do that. So the first thing, look around your house, your life, and see if there's any things, objects that you, that you want to get rid of. You want to recycle, you want to throw away, you want to donate. And take a second as you're holding that item, like I was holding that envelope, and just see what comes up for you. Memories, associations, feelings. And just enjoy that for a second. Is that connected to someone? Was the person who gave it to you, the person you bought it, you were inspired by when you had this, the person you were enjoying this thing with. And then just see if you can either thank it, talk to yourself, or you can even send a, send a message to that person. And just say, thank you for this. This was great. Be mindful of that. And then if we step it up into people, dare to tear to part, dare to find good and goodbye. Think of these certain relationships you have in your life, personal, professional, that you've never really closed, that have kind of drifted off, or they're just lingering there in the back of the Facebook. So those, those WhatsApp that you mark as unread, and one day you'll get back to them. Get back to them and find a way to close them and say goodbye to that part, to that person, to that period, to that project. Close up those loose ends. You'll also feel a sense of gratitude and also it's more ecological because now that energy, that door is closed so other doors can open. There's a sense of tranquility. And when you are doing that, dare to say what wasn't. Can you dare to say certain things we didn't achieve, certain trips we didn't go to, certain adventures we didn't have? Is that okay? Is that okay to say that? Or is that, do we have to pretend that everything was perfect? And in fact, when we can own our shit and say, not, not, this wasn't a perfect workshop. This wasn't a perfect relationship. This wasn't a perfect project. But, but it's done. Then we can move on. And we can move on. We can take the learning. And we can look at ourselves and be a bit more, you know, solid. And say, okay, I'm going to try better next time. 
And with every one of these partings, whether it's from people or from things, celebrate life, enjoy it. It's sad. I'm thinking about improvisation, right? Every single thing we do in life is improvised. But if I'm taking the metaphor of theater improvisation, so every scene I do as I'm creating it, I'm creating it and it's also, um, I'm parting from it at the same time because I will never be able to recreate that moment. So there's this constant um, um, parallel process of creating and creation and destruction happening at the same time, of opening and closing, of a beginning and ending at the same time. So there's almost like when you're doing improvisation, there's this, this bittersweet feeling of the excitement of creation in the morning of like, wow, that was just a great scene. Oh, I wish I'll, too bad I'll never have that scene again. Too bad that story will never happen again. That character, that moment. But at the end of the day, that's life. And I'd rather have that than nothing. Right? I'd rather have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. So if you paraphrase this in our connection, I'd rather say hello and goodbye than never say goodbye at all. And I think it's not a coincidence that we call it a goodbye. And I want to finish with, um, I think it was Carl Whitaker in one of his books. I can't find the quote, unfortunately. He had tips for therapists. I'd be a good therapist. Or maybe I'd be a good person. I don't remember. One of them was like practice dying. And at the time, I didn't understand what that meant. What do you mean by practice dying? That doesn't make sense. But as I was you know, thinking about this topic, I was thinking what he was actually saying, assuming it's Whitaker, is enjoy life. Practice dying, which means say goodbye to things. Say goodbye to people. Be grateful. Imagine you're giving eulogies to everyone you know. Imagine people are saying, giving eulogies to you. Imagine you are parting from every single object you have. Right? So that sense of gratitude, together with the mourning, together with the loss, together with the excitement of what's going to happen next. So all those things are emotions. They're the dance floor. They're the music of life. So let's stop being afraid of saying goodbye, of closing things, and let go of that. And maybe we'll finally find the good in goodbye. My name is Dr. Asselmo Minelli. And this was the potential state. I'll see you next time. Good. Bye.